Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Tonaris podcast. I am, as always, joined by my good friend, Timmy Lang. Hi, everyone. Um, and my cousin, Rowan, is on the deck. Say hi, Rowan. Hi, Rowan. Um, this week, we have a very special guest, yeah. as always. But uh, this week, we have another cock man who was on the telly there for the last few weeks, Keen O'Mahony. How are you, Keen? I'm good, man. I appreciate it for bringing me on. It means a lot, like, do you know what I mean? It does, like. And yeah. thanks for coming on. And yeah. uh, we'll have a good chat there in only a few seconds. But before we get going, I want to read out an email. Mm-hmm. We sent Timmy received it today. Because we receive we receive a lot of emails, and I think the people's emails could be as powerful as what we say. Yeah. Do you know, so maybe going forward, we'll read out people's emails yeah. if they want. Um, and we'll give them an alias if they don't want their name known. So this woman, I'm going to call her Nicola. That's not her real name. She sent us this the other day. Hey, boys. First of all, I just want to know that who we have saved my life. Fact. If I hadn't come across your podcast a few months ago, I was very close to giving up. I'm from Cork, but have been living in Dublin over 10 years. I originally came to Dublin to go to Cool Mine residential treatment in 2007 and was drug-free for nearly four years. I ended up relapsing in 2011, and within three months I had lost my jobs and ended up in a notoriously rough hostel lost and lost a lovely apartment. Since 2011, it's been a haze of heroin, crack, benzos, methadone and weed. Two years ago, I stupidly decided to come straight out my methadone without reducing nightmares i went way worse on illegal drugs because the withdrawal was unbearable having always been a stoner i got into crack cocaine jesus what a disaster when i discovered your podcast i was in the worst shape of my life physically mentally and emotionally literally in bits but i started listening to you two and started seeing a bit of light when you said if you want to change stop humming and hawing about it and make the call to get help i was making excuses because of the lockdowns that the nowhere nowhere would be open but I just went for it. I found a counsellor who was willing to see me even in level 5 and I clicked with her straight away. I'm blessed. I went back on a low dose of methadone and got stable. This was very hard for me because I was off it over the year. But what was the point of being off my methadone when all I wanted to do was fall asleep and never wake up? I could relate hugely to both of you in different ways. Tim, you speak about having a tough persona to keep people away to protect yourself, having to grow up fast to mind your younger brothers, gambling, the paranoia from coke, I could go on. And it was like you were on about me. But your advice on meditation, how you break things down about feelings and emotions, how you explain about traumas, I can never thank you enough. James, the struggle transitioning from primary to secondary school, being very bright but hating school, Highlight of the week collecting your script out of the chemist. Being embarrassed of how you look because of the gear. Dodging family. I could go on. Same thing. You could have been talking about me. And again, I'll never be able to thank you enough. 
When James and Timmy gave their stories, even in the depths of depression, isolation and self-hatred, two things stuck in my head. James said, keep your head above above ground, because you can't get well if you're dead. And Timmy said, there was no such thing as a hopeless case. I really needed to hear those things. The variety of guests is fantastic. Even the gambling episode made me understand my dad's gambling addiction. I have learned more from the podcast about addiction, traumas, negative thoughts than I ever learned from my two long spells in treatment over the years. Genuine, respectful, full of empathy and always a bit of a laugh. Such a special podcast, Nicola. That's powerful stuff, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Do you know, yeah. and Nicola is a fellow cock lady, do you know what yeah. I mean? And she fell on hard times and she had the tools from Cool Mine. Mm. She just needed a bit of inspiration to tap back into them mm. and the fact that we could actually be the hook for change there or be the, do you know, the spark ignited in her is unreal, do you know what I mean? So That's to, what makes us keep going with, the, with yeah. everything. Like. That's the whole reason yeah. we started it, yeah. do you know? So that was brilliant. And then on a lighter note, we got an email from Christy Moore again <laughs> today. Christy's a big fan of the podcast, so on the bar, Christy. Thanks, Christy. Right on, boy. Right on, boy. Uh, so, look, we'll horse straight into it, Cian. Mm. Uh, you've been on the telly on Davey's <laughs> toughest team. Yeah. Uh, it's finished the other day. Mm. So a lot of people will be familiar with you. But for those who didn't see it, who are you and where are you from? Well, I'm from Balfian. Uh, we won't hold that against you. It's <laughs> <our> podcast. <laughs> I'm from Balfian. Well, so I'm... Um, <clears throat> I wouldn't really say I'd, I grew up well, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, have you had brothers and sisters? I have one brother, yeah, but uh, he, he's living the farm since I'm about 10 or 11, like, do you know what I mean? I rarely see him, like, he live over in uh, New Zealand at the moment. <clears throat> well, he was travelling from New Zealand to Australia to Thailand and stuff, do you know what I mean? He came yeah. home once or twice, right, like, but I didn't see him in about four or five years. Like. Well, to be honest, if I was travelling to New Zealand and Thailand, I wouldn't come home either. <laughs> yeah, oh, <laughs> But uh, you, you were on... Um, Davies' toughest teams. Will you tell us a little bit about why they asked you to go on it? Well, <clears throat> draw McFinn was Lord Mayor McFinn at the time. Works, you know? I work with McFinn. He's my manager. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know McFinn very well. Yeah, he was Lord Mayor at the time, <clears throat> and I know Mick from primary school. Do you know, like the the kind of bad children like that get brought out. You know, to be playing pool and swimming and all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> swimming and all that carry on. Um, that's why I know Mick. Like, do you know what I mean? <clears throat> And Mick, Mick would know about me, so growing up and kind of stuff, kind of stuff I went through, like, and he, he reached out to me, like, he was like, Joe, I can get you an interview for this, like. Mm. <clears throat> but, so that's, play. like... They played. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I text Mick, but I was like, thanks so much, but you don't understand, like, Joe, if I won few, I, yeah. I wouldn't even be, I don't know where I'd be, just, they'd be in the yeah. honestly, do you know what I mean? But I remember around this time last year, <laughs> they were hooting for the show, I'd say. And Mick was saying to me like that the show was coming up and you know, he had a couple of young fellas mm-hmm. he was going to bring up you know, and they were going to get on the show and there was a great cock um, presence on the show. So you were in, you were linked in with Mick, right? Um, why was things not working out for you in school? <clears throat> yeah, like, like did you hate school or? Are you not able to focus? Because I know if when it like I. From primary school, like I was in about three, three, I was in like three different secondary schools, and from primary school, like <coughs> I um, I don't feel like I learned a thing, like do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I learned one thing. From, like I, I had ADHD, but I didn't even find out I had it till I was seventeen or eighteen. Yeah. Like eighteen, I didn't find out till later, like till I went. I saw, I saw a psychologist. They brought into college, but then uh, <coughs> like I was a bad child from very young, like do you know what I mean? I was 
<laughs> we're on right in the head, like, do you know what I mean? I do. Do you know what? No, like, listen, <coughs> come here. I would have thought the exact same. Right, I would have thought I was a, a bad child. I don't think there's any child bad. Do you know? And the reason I'm saying this now is because I don't want you to think that you were ever a bad child. We do silly things because we we don't know we don't know what we're doing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I grew up like you. Mm. Do you know? Um, I was in homes as a young child. You know. Um, Prisons. I could. Have, I, I was on the way to prison, and only that a priest and 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 one of those probation officers got me into uh, a treatment centre at the age of fifteen. Do you know? Mm. So I don't think we're bad at all. Do you know? I think we just kind of do things that doesn't make sense. Didn't to really us. think twice about anything. Exactly. Like, you know what I, mean? I, just yeah, I can completely and I didn't, relate. Like, yeah. The thing is, I didn't really see like mm. think like, oh, is this, oh, is this going to affect my family? Like, do you mm. know what I mean? Like, or oh, well, it's going to affect me. I just did it. and I didn't care. Like, you're not going to like, but like, <clears throat> but I was that, I was that kind of child growing up. Like, their moms and dads would let them hang around with me. Like, you're not going to like. Yeah. I was that child. Like, and Jesus Christ, trying to swap like, seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was—I was a very angry child growing up. Like, do you know what I mean? I was angry. Like, do you think that it was uh, probably because that you had undiagnosed ADHD, and maybe you were just behaving like somebody a child with ADHD behaves? But because it was undiagnosed, they just seen it as bold behaviour, and m- maybe you were frustrated or something. You know, like the whole thing growing up. Part of me being angry, like, like I was very angry, like, like very angry, like, do you know what I mean? I was angry at my mum and dad. Like, I was a kind of person, like, I don't know you, I don't want to get to know you, like, do you know what I mean? I don't, like, that was me, like. <clears throat> but I feel like one of the reasons, like, because there was things going on in my head, you know, with the ADHD, I couldn't concentrate, and I was wondering, like, why can't I concentrate? Like, why, mm. why am I like this, like, do you know what I mean? I can't, like, I'd read something and I'd forget about it two minutes later, like, do you get me? Or, like, something, like, if I was watching a series now or something, I'd have to go back and watch the episode again because I'd have to forget it, like, do you know what mm. I mean? <clears throat> I was kind of thinking to myself all the time, like, day on a daily basis, like, why am I like this, like, do you know what I mean, what's wrong with me, like, I, I didn't know what was wrong with me, like, until I went to the HSE then, when I was about, when I was 18, I went to the HSE, and, um, yeah, that's when the, the fellow up there then was like, yeah, you definitely have, like, do you know what I mean, and, yeah, <clears throat> he that said, that then, that, that helped you then to, it was, it was a bit of relief, like, do you know what I mean, yeah. I was like, oh, that kind of explains, yeah. like, do you know what I mean, yeah. I, I never even thought I'd had ADHD or nothing, like, do you know what I mean, I didn't really know, like, but, you know, when you were angry when you were younger, did it, did it, did it, um, did it keep you isolated, did it stop you from having good friendships and stuff like that, did it cause trouble for your home? <clears throat> like, I was angry growing up, but do you know what I mean, like, another reason that kind of, like, I grew up in a household with severe depression, like, do you know what I mean, my, my mother suffered from bad depression, like, She's 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 better now, thank God. Like, but she used to be very very bad going up, man. And it, it broke me, like, you know, I mean, seeing the person you love the most just mm. fucking yeah. coming coming to pieces in front of you at a young age, man. It fucking mm. fucked me up, like, you know, what I mean, mm. <clears throat> and uh, that made me even more angry. Then, you know, what I mean, I was just angry at the world, like, growing mm. up. You probably didn't understand what was going on for your mum either. Do you know? Sure, like, I mean, you can't help, like, you're so yeah. young. Do you know what I mean I couldn't do yeah. nothing? I just had to watch her, like. Yeah. <clears throat> there's, there's like there's. Everybody's suffering, really. Like you know, your mother. I I, I went through the same. My mother uh, suffered from depression as well, and she ended up taking her own life over depression from suicide as well over depression. So I, I can completely relate to it. And looking at somebody that you care about, um, just not doing well, it's sad. Like know. you know, so and I can understand where you're coming from, and it makes makes people angry. It can make you mm. angry too. When I was very angry growing up as well. 
I was a very angry, and James can, yeah. can knows where I'm coming from. I was a very, very angry child, you know. Um, and the reason I was angry is because I wanted to keep people at a distance. You know, I needed to mm. keep them away because I didn't want to be hurt by people, you know. Mm. So I can, I can, I can understand exactly where you are. You know what I mean? And like, from where are the drugs come into? The, the drugs come into your life then as a kind of soothe or as something to, to help you out with the, the, the emotional stuff that was going on for you, the, the pain you were feeling, or anything like that. <clears throat> like growing up was kind of addicted. Like I wanted that badly. Like do you know what I mean? I want to be a bad. Part. Like yeah. do you know what I mean? I want wanted that kind of like to be like. A scumbag, like, image, you know I mean? like, like, some yeah. stupid, like, but I, I wanted people oh, to I look understand. at me like I was just tough fella, yeah. like, do you know what I mean? And yeah. I was far from it, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. <clears throat> but, like, in about first year, sixth class, like, after school, I used to go in town and I used to be robbing, drinking stuff, like, and stupid shit, like, do you know what I mean? Going robbing shit, like, and that, like, all this kind of stuff I was doing going up was only, like, man, you know, my mum was already bad as it is, like, and mm. all this shit, like, like, in primary school now, my mum and dad would be getting called up to the school now every, every second week, I had to come mm. up or should I have done like and it just like <clears throat> like that was just even put more stress on my mother then like do you know what I mean yeah, and, yeah. You know, but yeah. you weren't a bad young fella and no. neither was Timmy do you know what no. I mean and I can I tell you now you're like very similar stories yeah. you have yeah but like, and I can see myself a lot yeah, yeah. do you know like, <laughs> but I, do you know what Timmy will tell you do you know that um, that image that you were trying to create of being tough being strong being aggressive that's all masking a hurt, angry person inside. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's a defence mechanism. You weren't a bad young fella. Yeah. This, this was your way of coping with what was going on in your head mm-hmm. at the time. Do you know what I mean? And that was your survival mechanism to get through that time. And you did get through it. It was just hard at the time. Do you know what I mean? And maybe teachers and people that didn't know better saying, oh, he's bold, detention, suspended, you know, meetings and all these things caused a lot of conflict for you. Like, but... Um, you weren't a bad young fella, do you know what I mean? And now we can see how good you actually are and you have to come through that, you know? But I'd say it wasn't easy at the same time caused a lot of trouble for you at home. It definitely did, like, do you know what I mean? It, like, growing up, like, I didn't have a good relationship with my dad at all, like, do you know what I mean? It, it was very bad, like, do you know what I mean? Because like, <clears throat> I made life very hard for my dad. Like, looking back, I know I hated my dad growing up. Like, you know, well, me and my dad get on very grand now, like, do you know what I mean? But, like, growing up, like... I didn't have a good relationship with my dad at all. Like he didn't, I, he didn't like me. I said, like, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't blame him. <laughs> no, it's not trying to. Say I know, I know, like I know. My dad, no, like trying to talk his name or anything. Do you know what I mean? Not trying to say yeah. anything bad about that. Like, but I just said, no, obviously he liked me, but he was just, it was making him very angry as well. It's possible the he, way he, I was growing was up. Like, at you, you hurting yourself. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he was getting angry because he could see you going through pain, and he probably couldn't, he couldn't understand. He didn't know what to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you know? I don't think he. I don't think he hated you. Or just like no, no. I didn't know. I didn't say that. <laughs> I very he was just going off. He was just angry because he yeah. wants. A parent always wants the best for their child. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Always. And and when they when they see their their child struggling in any way, you know it, it does upset them because I tell you right, I we all have it. I have it myself. Oh, my wife, two kids as well, and and and. Sometimes I can get a little bit angry with my kids because of, of some of their behaviours. It doesn't it doesn't mean anything, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it can come across to a child then in a different way. Do you know, mm. Am I making sense? Yeah, no, you are totally. You know? And like he, yeah. do you know, you can imagine, like, well, I didn't have a great relationship with people in my family growing up too, but you can imagine what it's like for them to see their son or sibling destroying themselves and, yeah. you know, putting their whole 
future in jeopardy by the behaviours that they have. Do you know what I mean? And like, no matter what they say to you, we're continuing doing what we're going to do. Eventually, it's going to cause conflict for you. And, yeah, you know, but it's yeah. great to hear that you have a good relationship with them today. Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. <clears throat> like, yeah. The first drugs, like, was... Do you know what I mean? Would have been smoking fags and stuff. No, about 12, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, just yeah. People hand you smokes off fags, you just smoke away, like. Then it was on the weed, then, about 12, 13. Then the 14, then, was when I, got, I got addicted to drugs, then, like, so it was ecstasy, like. Mm-hmm. Going out buzzing, like, that was the thing back then, like, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That was, it was, everyone was doing it, like, do you know what I yeah. mean? So, it was normal, like, it was a normal thing to do, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. You go buzzing, like, my mum, like, like, my mum was on the illness benefit, like, do you know what I mean? So over the depression, she can't work or nothing, like. So she was giving me about three or a day, like, and I was saving that up, like, through, I went, I, I was staring at myself every day, like, uh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I staring at myself every day, but I had to save about 20 hours for a week, and yeah. you get three oaks, like, yeah, and yeah. put a Friday and Saturday, like, and... Mm. There were the oaks period, I remember when I was about the same age, about 14 or 15, and I used to, I just started taking ease for the first time, you know? And uh, I used to go out, I used to go robbing John the night. You know, go two or three. I'd be buzzing on my forehead now, Robin. I'd go out to bed after dropping two or three E's and I'd get up during the night and I'd go and I'd start, start robbing. And the next day I'd have something then to go in and buy more E's then for the next mm. day. I must have went, no lying now, right? I must have went that hat for six months. I loved them so much because E's gave me a feeling of love, something yeah, that I never it's, experienced it's before. Feeling, yeah. it's, it's a different feeling, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, the, ang- you know the, the anger that you talk about, the frustration and, and all this hostility, negative emotions in you, you know, you take an E, that's all gone. And it's about mm. love and, you know, yeah. friendship and yeah. being around your friends and your all, you know, camaraderie and all that. It's just, it's annoying going back there. I know fucking thinking about it, like, but ease, we take ease like that because they actually work. They work for a period of time, and you know the the drug in the next tablet is called MDMA, yeah. and MDMA is actually used uh, to treat depression and anxiety and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, in trials at the moment, mm-hmm. I need to do some I, research I seen that on in that. Internet, very very small dose of it. Yeah, I, I did see that in the internet. Yeah, there's not people going around with their jaws up around their ears. You know what I mean? There's only like <laughs> fuck the depression, oh, mate. Yeah. You know, but now nah, they they use MDMA or it can be used to treat. You know, and another psychoactive psilocybin. I think. Do you know? Yeah. This stuff that's in magic mushrooms, trip acid, that stuff there, and ketamine. Believe it or not, ketamine is actually they're using it in tests as well to treat people. It's lots, very small doses. They treat them for depression and stuff like that, and yeah. it seems to be working an awful lot. If anybody knows an expert on any of that stuff, that would yeah. know anybody Definitely, that would like yeah. to come on there, uh, tell them come on. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Give us a shout. But, uh, but anyway, we go back to Ukraine. So you take an ecstasy with your friends. Um, what way was your relationship with your friends at the time? Was your friends similar situation to yourselves? Was there any antisocial behaviour or guards, or were you just kind of doing your own thing? Hundred percent, hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't say all of them, like, but there was definitely two or three of us, like, that were always getting in trouble constantly. Like, do you know what I mean? <clears throat> like, yeah, the ecstasy was the first thing, and then fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, then it was sweet. Like, do you know what I mean? That's then when I really started going downhill. Like, do you know what I mean? That's that's when kind of like when I started doing bad shit, like, do you know what I mean? The sweets, benzos, is it yeah. all purple hearts, no, yeah. trans and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. hens <coughs> and uh, all that. The wall out of them, Tim. It was about 14, like when I first took a sweet as well. But I remember the one there, I was after taking them, I was outside, like, do you know what I mean? 
it was about 15, like, and I came home then, and I was search, searching through the, the, the cupboards, like, do you know what I mean, looking for shit, like, and you know, tramadol, the yeah. green and yellow things. Yeah. I swallowed about 20, 30 of them, by, and I, I woke up in the hospital bed then, like, do you know what I mean, a lot of shit strapped to my chest and everything, like, and, you know, that was, oh, that, that should have been an eye-opener for me, but I wasn't, like, They're, they're a bad tablet, they're not a benzo, they're, um, they're a synthetic opiate, they're, like, oh, for yeah. people, tramadol is, like, for people that are allergic to codeine, they, they take tramadol instead, you know, instead of a salpidol or something. Mm. But they're actually a disgusting tablet, and they—I took them before. They upset your stomach, yeah. and they make you—they just make you feel like shit. So if mm. you take a lot of them, when you're not used to them, opiates are very dangerous. If you're not used to taking opiates, do you know what I mean? Mm. You go overdose like that, and you end up in hospital. Yeah, because you're honest, I can't really remember. Like it was before years ago. Like, but I just remember it happening. Do you get me? Mm. Like that's that's when I started going bad. Like, and I started getting addicted to the tablets then, because like growing up, like. I suffered from a lot of shit, like, do you know what I mean? Uh, and, like, it's like when I talk to sweets, you're so out your head, you don't know what's going on, there's not in your mind, like, do you know what I mean? So you're not thinking of anything, like. Mm. It stops everything. There's no thought. It's just, it's oh, that kind of oh. relief. There's not, even, there's not even thinking, like, don't yeah, mind thought, like, do you know what I mean? You can't even think of what you're doing, like. Yeah. You don't give a fuck. You don't give a shit about anything. You just feel so relaxed. Yeah. And you can imagine why people get addicted to these tablets. It's mm. only normal. You're going to be yeah. chasing that feeling. If you're going to fe- feel pure, chilled, and in, in, I wouldn't say in love with yourself, but yeah. not eating yeah. yourself or giving yourself shit with yourself, critic that you're bad or you're no good or you're the worst, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and you're just relaxed. You're obviously going to chase that exact feeling the next well, day and the next day and the next day. And if you're already half mad, young fella, yeah. and you're taking tablets, when you take uh, benzos like that, the, the Valium and D10s and Purple Hearts and all them type of things, all of a sudden, no, you don't give a fuck, mm-hmm. and that matters. And next somebody says to you, Mommy, go over and take that cow, Mommy, go in and rob that shop. Mm-hmm. You don't care, and you end up, you just do it, like, don't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> growing up taking them, like, growing up taking them, like, I wouldn't say I was a happy child growing up, like, do you know what I mean? I, over growing up with my mum and shit, like, it kind of affected me, it kind of grew on me, like, do you know what I mean? Being in the house growing up, I was kind of depressed then, like, do you know what I mean? I was, I was, I was depressed, like, and taking these weren't helping at all, like, do you know what I mean? Like, that feeling of not giving a fuck when I was out of my head, like, I had that feeling when I saw Brenda as well, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I didn't give a shit about anything, like, do you know what I mean? I didn't give a shit about life, I didn't care about my mum and dad, I didn't care about anything, like, do you know what I mean? Like, like, I was... Like, I was very bad depressed, like, do you know what I mean? Like, I was in counselling since about 13, 14, and all the way up to about 17, 18. Like, everyone in Cork I've been to, like, you know, I've been to private ones, I've been to psychologists, everything, like. Mm. <clears throat> like, I used to go to sleep, like, do you know, like, I say, oh, I'm depressed, do you know what I mean? I don't want to live with all this shit, like, but I never would have actually killed myself, do you know what I mean? I was mm. a coward, like, do you know what I mean? I never would have acted mm. on it, like, do you know what I mean? I, I go to sleep every night saying, I wish, I hope I don't wake up the next morning, mm. like, do you know what I mean? But I never would actually... Mm put a rope around my neck or anything like that like do you know I mean that's just the way I was like I was just a coward to be honest by saying this shit upset my family like do you know what I mean it's a very sad thought though to think that there's people and I've been in that situation that's suicidal ideation where you're up in your head and you're fantasising about I want to be dead and I do it this way but not actually acting on it but that's a horrible existence to be in I've actually never heard anyone speak about my own story like yourself like your story is so similar to mine like Believe it or not, because James would know my story. Like I grew, we grew up with no father in the household as well, and me and me and two other brothers, and 
my mother she had her own issues or whatever and when you're living say for a child when they're living in a household with with somebody that suffers from depression right there's no one ever a fault and i'll just tell you that no the person that's suffering is suffering they don't even understand it's completely unconscious but the energy that's there do you know you said it there you felt depressed as well because you were around somebody that was depressed so long that that's actually passed on to us you know it's it's just it's it's, it's an energy mm. you know and and we, we we start feeling the same way they feel i feel my mother's stuff you know what i mean i i feel times i get depressed really really depressed and it's only through meditation that i have really really changed my life you know what i mean i'm able to I have a little bit more more awareness that I can catch these suicidal thoughts, yeah, and I do have yeah, yeah. I do have suicidal thoughts. You, you kind of realise they're there, and you're like, "This is only a thought." Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. This, this. That's all it is. <clears throat> it's a thought, and these feelings that I'm no good, that I'm unworthy, you know, that I'm bad, you know, I don't deserve this, I don't deserve that. I still have all those thoughts and feelings, you know. Yeah. And you know what that does for me? It helps me to understand how my mother felt. And why she took her own life. You know, that's what, that's, that's, and I have so much empathy and compassion for my mother because of my own pain, the way I feel my own pain. Does that make sense? 100%. You know, so, um, there's like somebody that's really, really sick and con- depression and, and, and anxiety. There's not, they just don't understand what's going on. You know, they're sick and, and, and it's a real, real strong feeling of hopelessness are that every day is going to be the same the rest of your life and how can I live like this for the rest of my life? It just seems hopeless, dark, like. You know? So, there's a dark, that was a dark place you were in. Yeah, but to be honest, like, I've been in a very, very dark place just before the show. Like, the show is what changed me, like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, like... Yeah, like I've been in a very dark place. I've seen from your Instagram, you were a, you were a good friend that died. Yes, my best buddy's grown up, yeah. Um, what was his name? Like he would have been the one, uh, Michael, Michael Karnak, yeah. He would have been the ones now, Joe Buzz, and like we were like, that was, that was our thing, like, do you know what I mean? Going buzzing, like. But I hung around with him, right, for years, like. Um, yeah. Did that have a big impact on you? Like I was already angry, like, do you know what I mean? I was already angry person. I was, I wouldn't say I was happy, like, do you know what I mean? I was... And then when he died, then I was like, fucking hell, like, do you know what I mean? I just, I just, I don't know, I didn't know why. That was it then, like, do you know what I mean? I was like, fucking hell, like, what's next, like, do you know what I mean? Like, like. Sounds like you were really on the the verge of going down a massively fucking dark path, like, until before the show, like, you know. I was with him the night before he died, like, do you know what I mean? I took the drug that he died from, like, Mm. like, it was the first time that drug was ever recorded in Ireland, like, do you know what I mean? We were getting coke, but it wasn't, like, it was, uh, same drug that Prince died from. Fentanyl. It was um, U4, it was called. U4, that's what it said. It was called yeah. in the neck or something. When they did the test on it or whatever, do you know what I mean? <clears throat> but I remember taking it, Joe. We took a line of it or whatever. Joe Coke, then you're supposed to get a whack off. Like, do you want to be up? Like, yeah. I took a few lines of this by and I was getting sick all over the place. Like, do you know what I mean? I was fucking falling into bushes and everything. Like, and he didn't take it that night. About two days later, then uh, we were all out. And we were, we were all in the lock. <clears throat> we were just sitting outside, you know, chatting, whatever. I went home. Him and another one of the boys got up and got a bag of it. <clears throat> and uh, Joe, he, he, was, he actually texted me that night. He sent me on a song. 
it was a buzzing song, like, you know, the songs we used to have a buzzing with all and none of the songs, like, oh, this, mm. this next time you're buzzing, like. <laughs> so just the, the fucking, the tunes, like, and I was yeah. like, it was, a, it was a good song, like, uh, texting back, whatever, and then I went to school the next day, down St. Kevin's, you know, St. Kevin's, yeah, yeah. I was down yeah. St. Kevin's, and, uh, and then my, my, my buddy came in, he was like, like his, his nickname's Connox, you know, for a second name, Connox, like, he was like, Connox is dead, but, like, what do you mean, my, he was like, <clears throat> he's dead, like, I got to the state and you see the fucking the body bag and shit then like to me. Yeah, you're, that's fucking tragic, boy. And you know what? It's it just goes to show as well. Like, you know, when you're taking a drug, you don't know what the fuck is in it. You actually don't know what's in it. And you could be told it's coke, you could be told it's this, that, and the other. But you're putting your fit, you're putting the trust of your life in a fucking drug dealer's hands at the end of the day. Like. Do you know what came by? Do you know, if, like, you've gone through so much, do you know what I mean? Last friends and all these different things, like, you're going to come out, come out of this, like, trust me, just keep working on yourself. <coughs> keep working on yourself, you're going to come out of this, like, and I guarantee you this, you're going to be a strong man. Not today, man. I'm, I'm very happy with myself. You are, like, I mean, I'm very happy and positive with it. Like, mm. <clears throat> I'm very grateful and happy. Like, I wake up every day <clears throat> happy. Like, yeah, that's, and that's it for me. Like, do you know what I mean? That's <laughs> like, I spend too much fucking time growing up being angry by like, <clears throat> like, my family be over my gaff. Like, and I, I just go into the other room and I wouldn't even talk to them. Like, do you know what I mean? I wouldn't have the confidence to go in and talk to my own family. Like, and like, I'd go, I'd go for days without talking to my mum and dad. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I just wake up, go walk straight past them, like, <clears throat> making food, even in the kitchen, talking to people, like, just looking, just looking at them, like, do you mean, I won't even yeah. talk to them, like, and for not to be able to fucking talk to my mum and dad, but I just, <clears throat> like, uh, two days ago now, was it yesterday, my cousin called over, was newborn tree, like, do you know what I mean, and I was just able to sit down and have a good conversation for an hour or two, like, and I was, if you said to me, why, I was, like, talking, it was, like, talking to a new man, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've matured a lot in the last few months, in the last year or so. Mm. Do you know when your friend died? Um, what year was that? 2016. Hmm. He was and 16, I was 15. And for a few years after that, what was that like? Was there, did you continue with the drugs? That should have been a wake-up call, like, do you know what I mean? I wasn't, like, there hmm. wasn't, like, <clears throat> at all, like. Um, that's when in the streets started getting really bad, like, because, like, <clears throat> I was having these fucked-up dreams, but and he was in my dreams talking to me and shit, like, do you know what I mean? It was just scary, by and I got, like I couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, do you mean? So I was just swallowing tablets all day, every day, like. And <coughs> it sounds like there was a haze there for a while. Then you were just kind of fucking yeah. probably you've a lot to block out. I was like. very angry, by do you know what I mean? I was a very, very angry man. Like, <clears throat> I was very angry. Like, like there was fucked up shit going through my head, man. Do you know what I mean? I was like, and I was, I was scared. Like, mm. <clears throat> like I got to the point where I was in my gaff. And I was crying to my mum, I was like, I think I'm going psycho, like, do you know what I mean? I was crying, like, I was like, I, like, I feel like I'm going to do something bad, like, do you know what I mean? <clears throat> Saying to my cousin Nicola, you know, she's like a second mum to me growing up, like, and she's like, she wanted me to get, she wanted me to go up to the hospital to get checked in, and she, she wanted me to get checked in, just to see yeah. if I was alright, like, because I honestly thought I was just going to kill someone, but that's how I felt, like, do you know, I really wanted to kill someone, like, mm. I just felt like if I just, yeah. just released my anger out on someone, I wanted to release my anger out on someone, like, do you know what I mean? That's what I wanted to do, like, that's, that's so bad I can't take care mm. I thought I was going psychotic, but that's not even a joke, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. <clears throat> how did and you get through that time? Sorry, Tim. Yeah. Uh, how did you feel talking about... Sorry, James. Sorry. Uh, 
how do, uh, what I was going to say is how does it feel talking about about that stuff no like, like you know it's crazy but you know what I mean like because I can relate to all your everything you're talking about because I I would have been very angry as well as at a young age like that and and it, like I, my wife always says to me um, like about kids and I, I I could never have seen myself been married having kids because I was fucking I, I had a serious attitude problem towards all the adults and stuff in my mm-hmm. life and and I thought I was going to fucking end up doing life as well for harming someone or else that I was going to be murdered or, or else um, probably uh, yeah. just dead through suicide like but yeah. you know it's, it's fucking I'm just sitting here and listening to you like and um I can relate to so much of your stuff, truthfully, you know, and to see it now after getting where you are now at the age of 19. It's young age, being to be oh, saying all this shit, like, like, you know what I mean? It's, it's what awesome, happened, yeah. man. Whatever it is, by you're after getting it at a young age. Yeah. You know, you had a friend died, we won't name just because, yeah. you know, um, I was in prison, I was about 18 or 19, and I got a visit from my cousin saying, one of the boys is after being found dead at home, you know. Drugs now like that, like accidental overdose. And uh, I remember going to the funeral and I said a prayer. I, I said a prayer on the altar, you know, and shouldered the coffin, things like that. And I remember being very upset about it, but never in that one thought to come into my head to think, like, I'm going to have to stop taking drugs. Never, yeah. never come into my head. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't an option. Like, it wasn't, like, like seeing him in a coffin, I was like, Jesus Christ, boy, it was an awe, like, going up and seeing it. I didn't even think I was going to be able to go in, like, do you know what I mean? But going in and seeing it then like yeah and he was such a young fella like he was just he was 15 like do you know what I mean and that was yeah. one of my best buddies like and I didn't yeah. know what way to react I didn't know what to do with myself afterwards like do you know what I mean as, in, as a mess like like we all were like do you know what I mean as a group of us by and we just like <clears throat> growing up like we were big into drugs but we didn't know anything else like do you know what I mean it was just go up by smoke weed take tablets do this like well yeah. the tablets didn't really start coming by like but it was just smoke a lot of weed and yolks like do you know what I mean yeah and uh, <clears throat> like we thought we were a martyr, like, you know, we never thought we'd die, like, you know what I mean? No. And like we were, we hang around all the older lads, you know, we were three years old and I used to say, like, you know, if he carrying on the way there, like I can see one of you packing in, like, so but, where am I fuck, like, you know what I mean? I know. And he packed in then, like, you know what I mean? I know. But we can relate with that whole like, you know yeah. fucking being a young fella like that, yeah. drinking drugs driving down yeah. roads and cars with the lights turned yeah. off and you know yeah. mad mad stuff like yeah. very risky behaviours like where people were ending up in hospital and people were dying people were getting stabbed people were getting broke up mm-hmm. and just fucking see no sense in it like no we didn't you probably don't see I, I, I literally had no concept of of um, of life I didn't know I had no I had no understanding I had no awareness whatsoever you know, I was just so caught up in my own shit hmm. about all I ever cared about was was the next time I got stoned or drunk yeah, or whatever. I, everything else just didn't fucking matter. Hmm. You know, it, it wasn't until I stopped that I realised, what the fuck is going on here? Who am I? 31, oh, this was, I was 31, I didn't even know who I fucking was because I was like a child. You know, growing up in a physical man's body, the mentality of a child and... And I carrying on my fucking involved in all forms of crime, you know, fighting, fucking constantly fighting, mm. and you know, just it was just and the drug taking and gambling and all these different things. Like, 
these were all things to take me away from all these emotions, all these feelings that I couldn't handle. Not just the, the gambling's another thing. Not just drugs, all these different things. You know, fucking... Like, and, and, and I personally, right, probably wouldn't have been able to do what you're doing now. And I, straight up, like, you're a strong young fella, like. I appreciate you it, by you are a strong, strong young fellow, like fucking and physically and emotionally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, physically, yeah. I would have been very similarly built as well because uh, I was, I, I was nineteen, like I'm back in France, and I was uh, all I was doing over there was walking on the farm. Believe it or not, eating yeah. fucking calves and pigs. And I used to have these massive buckets up on top of my shoulders, and I used to be making defences with these big posts, and I'd fucking be on a sledgehammer for half the day, and I'd be carrying these big bins then to feed the animals that I have. And I was a big, strong, strong fucking, strong young fella. Like, when I came home from France, then I started using the gym and stuff like that. You know, but, um, this, yeah, Kieran, by your fucking, your story, like, is, is going to help a lot of people. Like, we spoke before the show, didn't we, James? Yeah. About how important a young person's stories in, regarding alcohol and drugs, you know, because we've said it before that we all, all the young people think they're too young to give up drugs and alcohol. Because their lives will be over. You know, they can't see a happy end after. Because the drinking drugs give us such a warm, loving feeling. Mm. And block out the reality. All the pain and the emotions and stuff. But, like, to see somebody like you. I think it's very important as well for, to mention the, the services that are yeah. there to help. That, that have helped you to kind of to, to understand what's going on for you yeah. a little bit. Dick. Yeah, I've been in counselling from a young age, like, do you know what I mean? But growing up, I'd very, like, paranoia was another thing I had, like, do you know what I mean? I'd be afraid to walk around my own neighbourhood, like, do you know what I mean? Well, I used to do it, like, so I was out my head drugs, like, do you know what I mean? But yeah. if I didn't have drugs, I wouldn't leave my gaff, like, do you know what I mean? I find I had to leave my gaff, like, looking over my shoulder, but if I hear a car drive up behind me, but I think I felt like fiends are going to jump out and start batting me, like, do you know what I mean? That's just, mm. I was a wreck, like. But you know, on that point, right? I used to be like that, too. And you know, even to this day, I could be walking down the road, and I spoke about this with Timmy before, because he's yeah, like yeah. that. I could be walking down the road, now, 35-year-old man that didn't touch a drink or a drug for the last nearly eight years, right? And I have this vision in my head of somebody coming up behind me, whacking me out of it with a bat. Mm. Somebody, <laughs> yeah, somebody, you know, if I'm walking yeah. the dogs down, it could be in the Fitzgerald's Park, it could be anywhere. And I, yeah. I always kind of have this, you know, it's always in the back of my head that somebody's going to hit you a snakey slap yeah, or but something. You know? I didn't mean to laugh, no, but I just relate oh, to it so much. Yeah, man, yeah. yeah. and like, you know, if I'm passing, I still have this, and we spoke about this too, do you know, if I'm passing the guards in the yeah. car, I just have an automatic feeling that they're just going to turn the car around and start chasing me and pull me over as well. And yeah. I haven't been near drugs or anything like that in fucking nearly 10 years. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, do you know? I, I think one explanation for it, and I could be wrong, but... Do you know when you're in a when you're in a situation where there's violence being inflicted upon you and you're getting the belts and stuff and, and I've been in that situation we all have that's such a, a, a fundamental part of your survival to keep yourself safe from violence like that because you have to, if you're going to keep yourself safe from violence death is one you're going to die yeah. you know what I mean so the brain is hardwired to be on if you've experienced a situation where you've got snaky slaps stabbed belt bars stuff like that 
your brain will remember that and that amygdala, that fucking fight and fly path or mm-hmm. that is on high alert. You mightn't be aware of anything, but that's always kind of, it's going to keep you safe because in the past you've had snaky slaps and yeah. you've had belts of bells and yeah. stabs and stuff like that. But yeah. I think that's always going to be in us, you know, but that'll yeah. keep you safe and it'll yeah. keep me safe. Yeah, it's your ego protecting you, but it's your environment as well as making you feel like that. You know, and, and it's ingrained. Like, we live that lifestyle. We live the life of drinking cans on the lane, drinking cans around the streets. And, you know, that kind of environment is, is fight or flight. You're constantly fight or flight because you don't know who's going to be around, who's stoned, who's too drunk. And you're constantly kind of conscious watching yourself, you know, back to the wall kind of thing. I, sorry, go on, yeah. go on. But, like, you, you made a very important point, and a lot of people are going to relate to that. Yeah. That... Like, you constantly think someone's going to come up behind you, pull up. I used to think someone's going to pull up and shoot me. <laughs> At one stage, it was very possibly going to happen, you know, but that's how I felt. But mm. I carried that feeling then into my recovery as well. Yeah. Like James said there, do you know, what were you going to say? Like, I'd been outside my local ship, like, and I was standing yeah. there one day, like, and I was just standing there, and you know, a fella comes up, um, <clears throat> have, you any, have you any knives there, boys? No, nothing. All right, so pulled down his jack, whipped out a hammer, swung me with the hammer. This is outside, two minute walk from my front door. Like, do you know, what I mean, I was just standing there where I hang around every day. Like, and the fella whipped out a hammer, started to chase me. I, I took on, like, yeah, yeah, I took yeah. on down the road. By next thing, I hear the car coming on after me. I was saying, "Oh, boys, I'm done." And then he jumped out of the car, started chasing him. He got for a hammer, but and I just, I, he was over his head, obviously, and yeah, probably yeah. heroin or something. Like, so I mean, so I just yeah. fucking. And they got into my nan's gaff and he was safe and sound, but yeah. I was fucking shit my pants to do my gaff for the night, yeah. do you know what I mean? Yeah. I thought, in my head, I thought the fellow was waiting on the corner for me to whack me yeah. out. Like, but you your know? brain remembers that, and your brain knows if, yeah. you do, if, if your brain doesn't keep you safe in that situation, you're dead. And that's why we have that in us, do you know what I mean? Your brain is always on alert. And I don't know if it's the environment. I don't know if I was dance skipping through a fucking field full of daisies whistling Dixie with my dogs, but I'd still be looking over my shoulder or some female hammer, you know what I mean? Not if you were full of ecstasy, yes. I know, I could turn around and mug. It's just the feeling, though, like, do you know if you're on holidays with your family in or something? That's not there, like, do you know what I mean? That's not there. So maybe the environment is a big part of it, so, like. So, look, we'll move on a bit, so... You went on to the TV show, or I suppose the recruitment for the TV show. Maybe if you tell us a little about your kind of the, the, what kind of a place you were emotionally before Mick gave you the call to come on the TV show, mm. um, or just before the TV show started. <clears throat> like I was always thinking about my past. Like, I mean, I would not spend one second of my day thinking about the future. Like, or what am I going to work as? Like, you know, I mean, I didn't give a shit. Like, you know, I mean, I didn't care about my future. Like. At all, like I didn't care about anyone, like I didn't care about myself, like like I was never, I was always thinking about my future, like do you know what I mean, the things that happened and stuff, and it was breaking me down by day by day, like do you know what I mean, it was breaking me down, like. And Mick <clears throat> said it to me then he was like, I can get you an interview for this, like. And I was the kind of person, and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not doing that shit at all, like do you know what I mean, that's the kind of person I was. I wasn't up for doing anything. I just wanted to be left alone, like. Then, uh, Katie Burns, then on a, a teacher there, not a teacher. Um, She's a kind of... I forget the... Psychologist, forget the psychologist? No, she works in the school. She yeah. works in the school. She's Maybe a doing a mix all like. job, probably, is she? Yeah, something like that. School yeah, completion, yeah. I think. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. To help people get through school. she was like, <clears throat> do it for Michael, like, you know, like, do, do it for... Nobody. Do it for Michael. I was like, fuck, I, I, can't, I can't say no now, like, you know, <laughs> I have to do it now, like... Yeah. <clears throat> I went down for the interview anyway, and there was this one uh, recording with an iPad. 
George, Jesus, talk away into it from your life growing up, like, do you know what I mean? Because that's what they're, they're trying to get for us, what hard life growing up, like, trying to make it better from. And I said, I said, I talk about my life growing up, and no one said a crying, like, do you know what I mean? I was recording it, like, and for, for some reason, I kind of had a feeling I was getting it then, like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I actually kind of hope I get this now, like, because. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Imagine getting something, getting a job opportunity because uh, of how hard your difficult your life was, you know? Mm-hmm. You know? Does that make so that, sense? That, like, that's the kind yeah. of thing, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything happens for a reason, you know, that kind of yeah. way. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. If I didn't go through that life, I wouldn't have got on mm-hmm. the show and I wouldn't be the person I am today, like, yeah. you know, that kind of way. That's why I think of it. Like. Yeah. Sort of last year or in January last year, I was on the Tommy Hernan show and uh, they asked me, I said it before so I won't go into it now, but they asked me in 2018 and I said no. And then they asked me again in 2019, I said yes, and then I went down it. And I, because I was thinking, like, what the fuck do they want to talk to me about? You know what I mean? Mm. You know, similar story now to yourself. Mm. Drugs and crime and violence and madness, like, you know. Um, but you know what? People want to hear the stories of people coming through adversity and that. And I think that taking that risk of going on the television and going public, like what you did and what you're doing right now, that's a healthy risk, Um because it's a safe place to do it, because they're going to mind you. And, you know, obviously we have you in here, where we have the right motivation. We're not here trying to expose you, we're here trying to, so you can give your story to help others. Um, but a, lot, a lot of good has come out of that Tommy Hearn show, including mm-hmm. this podcast mm-hmm. and a lot of other things that has happened for me. And a lot of good things will come for you too, out of doing that, because you come across, mm-hmm. and most, all the lads on the show, you came across so well, and it was a window into... Um, what it's like for young men this day and age, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? What it's like for 16 to 19 year olds that we might think as, oh, they're only scumbags and losers and dossers and stuff like that. No, they're not actually. Mm-hmm. They're actually brothers and uh, and sons yeah. and some of them are very vulnerable and some of them are very hot. <clears throat> and it just goes to show, like, the role that teachers play, school completion officers, youth workers and all these other people play um, or I suppose the task they have to deal with these young mm-hmm. and help them manage those years of 15 to 19 because they're the hardest years to get yeah. through like you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so you want you got accepted onto the show yeah I went for that interview um, then I got the call in from the producers and you got through to the second interview there to go down to Dublin for the interview like Katie actually brought me down um, went on the train <clears throat> and I was just talking to the producer crew like do you know what I mean and they were chatting away like and Actually, I got a call in about two weeks later, like, yeah, you got it, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it, 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 like, I wasn't even happy about it. Like, I couldn't be happy, like, do you know what I mean? I just felt like I had nothing to be happy about by, do you know what I mean? I was just that kind of person. My negativity was all I knew, like, I didn't know nothing else, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. So on the phone, like, <clears throat> even all the producers said to me, like, you know, when you used to be on the phone, it's like, yeah... ネタがなかったんだけど、ネタがなかったんだけど、ネタがなかったんだけど、ネタがなかったんだけど、ネタがなかったんだけど、ネタがなかったんだけど、ネタがなかったんだけど、ネタがなかったんだけど、ネタが
the rats are addicted to cocaine. They gives the rats coke and, and mm. heroin and stuff like that. And the rats are living in cages, right? Um, when you take the rat out of the shitty cage and put yeah. the rat into a beautiful cage with a decent wheel to run around, <laughs> the best of food, little plants, little female rats, you know, <laughs> you know nice, like, nice friendly environment. Yeah. Put that, put that, put that addicted rat into a nice environment and put the coke there. The water, this water, not was cocaine in it and drugs. Mm-hmm. The other one is just water, right? In the shitty environment, the rat will take the cocaine water until he dies, yeah. right? When you put the rat into the nicer cage with the decent female rat and the decent wheel and the whole lot and the popcorn and everything, yeah. that rat doesn't want to take the cocaine water anymore. Why? Because his environment changed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that's kind of what yeah. you're talking about there. Mm. When you're taken out of your that environment where you're from into a nice environment, with a safe environment with other nice fellas... It was better. One hundred percent. That's hundred. That analogy. That description. That's of it is one way to put it. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> so Davey's toughest team was like uh, rap park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just been out of my place. By it was just negativity. By it's not. A, don't get me wrong. By it's not a bad place to live. Like there's a lot of nice people living there. Hundred percent. Do you know what I mean? Just that's just the people my age. Yeah. By just into drugs and drink. Like and yeah. Yeah. that's a good point to make. Like, do you know what I mean? There, there is nice people yeah. living there. But if it's not a bad yeah. place, like, do you know what I mean? It's not like. Yeah, it's, it's just probably arguable. Do you know what it people. is? Do you know what it is? You're in a different headspace, mm. right? And you're you're trying to progress in your life, you know, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. And that that kind of lifestyle doesn't fit with you anymore. Mm. And that's okay to feel the way you do, because we anybody that gets into recovery, they feel the exact same way after a while, because. If they're still in, like, if, for instance, I just, this is just a quick example. If, if, someone's come, if someone's in recovery inside in prison, right, um, and they're getting all the help they need, they go into meetings, right, then they go out, they leave prison, and they're put back into that environment that they left before they went into prison where they were still caught up in addiction and crime or whatever. Like, they're going to get caught up in it again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's going to happen, you know. It's, it's going to happen, but... If but you go into a different new environment, yeah, it, it's changed, like. But even myself and Timmy would have been, we would have went to residential treatment and we, we would have been out of the community for a period of time to get yourself together. And I remember, you know, I went to treatment and when I came out of treatment, I went to my aftercare house out in Wilton, south side, the quiet area. And I remember kind of feeling guilty like that. I was leaving people behind me up there and stuff like that. But there's nothing wrong with the community where we're from, Holly Hill and Aknahini. Um just there was a lot of bad memories there and you know I'd say there was a lot of bad memories in Ballyfehan for you Ballyfehan is fine it's just a lot of mem- memories there for you you needed to be taken out of it for a period of time to you know to come to terms with it and to work through some shit to go back into there now you know you're a shining light of Ballyfehan and Ballyfehan should be proud of you and you're going to go back into Ballyfehan and just, you're going to be like uh, you're going to be seen as a leader there now and people yeah. will say you know what uh Pick up the phone to Keen or text Keen on Facebook. Yeah, you're going to you're going to help a lot of people. And you're watching this, but don't hesitate to text me. Like, do you know what I mean? This is what I'm doing in my life now. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. People help me. Like, and I want to help people by 100. percent Like, and you like, will. I will. Like, do you know what I mean? That's why I'm putting up my I do my bits now on Instagram. I'm putting up my videos. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, like, I get to that in a minute, like, but I suppose yeah. we talked about the show first. Do, yeah. yeah, so Davy's toughest, so for people that didn't see the show, Davy's toughest young, it's not Davy's toughest young, it's Davy's toughest team, mm. is a Davy Fitzgerald, the GA coach, he's, uh, he has a reputation for being fiery and tough, mm. you know, but um, he takes a gang of young fellas from around Ireland, and the, the plan was to go to Mount Everest Base Camp, mm-hmm. um, as a kind of a personal <clears throat> development type of a thing, but COVID hit, mm. and then he ended up doing Caron Tool. Mm. Um, tell us a little bit about the show and what it was like living with the lads. <clears throat> like when I went on it, like I was like I didn't I my confidence boy was at zero. Like do you know what I mean? Like I couldn't even talk to the other fellas. Like do you know what I mean? I could barely talk to my mum and dad. By the mind these fellas. Like do you know what I mean? And they're all Dublin fellas, no and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Big characters. Like do you know what I mean? Like bouncing around the guys talking all day and like not a bother with them. Like, yeah. And then that was me. Then like do you know fucking <laughs> like. We're quiet, like. I was quiet, like, do you know what I mean? I was just to myself, but I, as I said, I don't know you, I don't want to know you, like, yeah. that was me, like. <clears throat> but after a while, but when you're around these people that are so similar to, like, do you know I mean? we were so similar, but we were so different, do you get me? Yeah. Like, we were all, had our tough times going up, by, but we were all on here wanting to make a difference, like, and, like, you could just feel the positivity in the air around us, but I was just like, it was like, yeah, this is it for me, but like, this is what I needed, like, do you know what I mean? Then I started realising, I was like, this is me, like, you know I mean, this positive shit, boy, this is... Yeah, yeah. Was there any of the lads that you really clicked with? <clears throat> like, th- on the first, the first week we were away in Wicklow up in the mountains, me and Connor shared a room, and we'd have chats at night and stuff like that, like, and... No. Me and Connor really clicked, like, do you know what I mean? We, we had a lot in common, like, and yeah. we got on very fast. So, like, Connor had a big impact on me, man, do you know what I mean? He did, like, he kind of, he helped me, by I appreciate I appreciate him, like, you know, talking to me about treatment, like, yeah. I went home after the first week of my club, and I was cleaning my bed, I was fucking washing my dishes and shit and everything, yeah. but I felt, yeah. you know, and I'd never do that, like, you know, mm-hmm. that's just kind of, but sooner or again, I was just back to my same old ways, then, do you know what I mean, but, um, yeah. But look, you know what, you were put into the room with Connor for a reason, and yeah. Connor mentored you, we had Connor on the podcast in October, I'd say, mm-hmm. in November, maybe, and uh, Connor's a very nice young fella, he's very mature for his age, and he has his head screwed on. And he's going to be very successful in life, you know. And he was the perfect person for you to win with, because mm-hmm. you were, you, you just needed somebody like that. To he was show lost, it. man. Do you know what I mean? He was yeah. lost, like I didn't know. And he was a great young fella to be put in with, you know. Mm-hmm. So fucking well done, Connor. And yeah. I hope you keep him well. Yeah, it's great, definitely. isn't it? That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Do you know? It's, like in the two of you, well built as well. Mm-hmm. So he had something in common as well with yeah. the training and the food and everything else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. I'm just ha- very happy to be sitting in this chair listening to your story because yeah. I, because and I'm, I've never said this before to anybody your story is so similar to mine that it, it actually helps me because I feel like I'm not on my own because I'm listening to your story and it's so fucking similar to mine you know how you, you felt about know, yourself you know I never thought anybody else felt like that but listening to you now and, and, and knowing where you've came from and do you know, in your background and stuff, I, I really, really understand you and I feel everything that you're feeling. Do you, know, do you know what I mean? I Ian? went into a bit like, do you know what I mean? There's a lot more shit by but I just, I don't want to go into that. Like, no, it's not all about shit by just, 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 do you know what I mean? There's a lot of shit, man, I'd rather not get into like, but, but just to give you an idea of where I was in life before yeah. the show, like, do you know what I mean? There's a lot of stuff that me and Timmy could go into, yeah, but it's not, like, it's not for a podcast, do you know no, what I mean? No, it's, no. That's, that's for your therapist, your counsellor, your closest yeah. friend and some of your family members, you know? Yeah, yeah. You don't keep it bottled in, or bottled up, you don't keep it in. You still have to share it, you just don't share it publicly, yeah, like, you know? Like, like, people are always trying to help me growing up, like, do you know what I mean? People, like, 
my family were trying to help me, like, and I was just biting the hand that was helping me, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I didn't want help, like, do you know what I mean? I didn't want help, like. Um, going to counsellors, like, like, the anxiety I had, like, sitting across counsellors and the anger, like, do you know what I mean? The counsellor would be talking to me, and this isn't even a joke, but I don't think I would think about my head to slap the chair off his head, like, do you know what I mean? That's how angry I was, like, I, mm, like yeah. this fella, like, I'm thinking, is this fiend even listening to me, like, do you know what I mean? Mm. He's getting paid to listen to me, like, that was going through my head, like, do you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, no, I'm sure there's a lot of counsellors out there that are passionate about their job, like, about yeah. helping just people, but that was just, that was just my head, I was like, this yeah. guy didn't even listen to yeah, me, like, do you know what I mean? That's 100% understandable. Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah, that's, yeah. I know there's definitely counsellors out there that are passionate about their job. And you know what, job, like. any counsellor that's good, right, that really is a good counsellor listening to this will understand exactly what you're saying mm. and what you're talking about, do you know what I mean? And why you felt that way, you know what I mean? So, don't, don't, don't be worried about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because, you know, when, um, Oh yeah, tell me a little bit about Davy. What's Davy like? He's a, he's a very nice man, by you know what I mean. He is like he's one of the nicest men I ever met. By I can thank him enough, like yeah. for what he did for us on the show, like do you know what I mean. Like like I try to I try to print the words so gratefully, am I? But I can't, like mm. I can't, by you know what I mean. I can't, like do you know why I think he was great for that show? Because he's a man's man. He's a mm. tough bastard. I would have, and yeah. that he 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 demands the respect of the young fellas yeah. because he's tough. But he's also very fucking... Nuts. He's hearty. He's hearty. He, 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 he's all that, yeah. like, masculine stuff, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's also a nice fella, respectful, mannerly, soft, sensitive, and he he, he leaves himself vulnerable, yeah. and he shows the young people that, yeah, you can be tough and a man's man and masculine and all yeah. that, but you can also have this side here too, and this is okay too, and it helps the lads to open up a little bit. And I think that's where a lot of the growth came from. You were able to leave yourself vulnerable with Davy because you knew you could trust him. You know, mm. and I seen you grow over the episodes. You know what I mean? Mm. You seen you develop. You become more comfortable in your own skin, more confident. And a lot of the lads, you know, they just fucking developed as the show went on. You know what I mean? And there was ups and downs, and there was conflicts and stuff like that. But there was a great closeness as well. It seemed on camera anyway. But was there a good closeness amongst the group? 100% by, do you know what I mean? It's like after the first two or three days, like, it's like I felt like I know my year by, do you know what I mean? Like, we got along by, like, seven best friends, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. we got along very well by. Definitely friends I'm going to have for the rest of my life, like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to contact them every day, like. <coughs> You're all famous, no? Might do a reunion there yeah. in ten years' time. Well, yeah, I hope there's a season two, by, to be honest, by. Yeah. A lot of people are saying on Twitter, like, they want to get us... Do you want to see season two to get us to Everest by? One can only hope. I know. I don't know why. I fucking hope that happens. I, I do, do, man. I yeah. do, honestly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If they're that looking for a couple of mentors to go on the way, we'll do it, him. Yeah, definitely. It's not a harm to have a couple of mentors there to mentor the lads yeah. on this, like, yeah. you know, informal learning and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but Liam Harlan on, uh, on the, the base camp among Everest. Yeah. I will have your football help us back. Be nice, though. So, what's the plan for you going forward now? Like, going on that show, like, <clears throat> like, I feel like a new person, but I could feel myself evolving, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, mm. like, becoming a better person, but, and I loved it, like, do you know what I mean? I loved it so much, man. I just, I realise now, like, people help me, I want to help people, like, do you know what I mean? I, I don't want to be a counsellor, like, I don't want to benefit anything out of it, like, do you know, I just want to help people, like, yeah. I just want to help people, like, people help me, I want to give back, like, do you know what I mean? It's only right to give back, like, yeah. Um, that's why I'm doing the bits now with Instagram and stuff, do you know what I mean? Because, like, <clears throat> like, the amount of people that text me is unbelievable, man, do you know what I mean? Like, I never experienced this, never, like, I never had people text me in my life saying, you're good, like, do you know what I mean? You're, you're this, you're that, like, and for the people, 
like all around Ireland texting me like saying you're inspirational <coughs> inspirational like do you know what I mean like you changed my life and this kind of carry on by the Jesus Christ man like that, that's that it for me like that tops it for me like do you know what I mean how did you feel like did we like, able to accept them comment I, I felt good yeah I felt good after the show do you know what I mean I felt like good but when I watched myself on telly yeah I felt even better. Like that was it. Then, like, do you know I mean you never realize yourself how much you change? Because you know I mean you're yourself. Yeah. Like you don't notice it. Like, but when I watched myself, I was like, "Fucking hell!" That's I got a lot of confidence after watching the show. Like, and all the people texting me kind of gave me drive to keep on in- inspiring. And like, do you know what I mean? I was like, mm-hmm. I want to do this. Like, I'm going to do this. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I want to never had the confidence to jump on an Instagram video and talk mm-hmm. where I try to help people. Like, yeah. and I guarantee you, there's not one person out there that ever thought that I'd be out there trying to help people. Like, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? And I'm doing it like now. Like, I can relate there with a lot of what you're saying. You know, after I was on the telly that time, like, I would have been a very private person as well. Mm-hmm. There was no Instagrams or Facebooks. No, I would have never done any videos like that. Or the thought of doing this would have been not something I would have ever even considered. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> But you know when I went on the television that time, the, like like that now people contacted me from fucking calling me an inspiration, say I've helped them, and people actually accepting me or you know liking me just for who I am, for just for being myself. Do you know what I mean? And then then you can be then, yeah. there's there's no more doubt in then because your family can say oh we love you and we like you and your friends and stuff. But they're supposed to say that. But when strangers that you've never met seeing you on the telly for an hour and when you're just being yourself and, and you know giving your story and then people giving you a compliment and good feedback and stuff like that then you will begin you know it helped me grow as well you know what I mean it helped yeah, me like, helped help me an awful lot by yeah and lot, like, it, you know I start to become more confident and um, yeah fucking I, it's going to get better for you but you just, you just learn now that fucking you're good enough who you are and people like you for who you are and just be yourself that's, that's, that's the one thing I wanted to say like <clears throat> my whole life growing up I was trying to be this bad man do you know what I mean I yeah. wanted people looking at me it's just toughing when I want I was just a scared hurt lost child like do you know what I mean for now like I'm just being myself, by and for people to text me like all over Ireland by saying you're a legend and all this kind of stuff, like yeah. it's oh boy, they made it. me like do you know what I mean? Just yeah. I'm, I'm fucking over the moon by do you know what I mean? Like, and you're helping people like this status <laughs> and image you've got and all that now without the drugs, without the mm-hmm. violence and the anger. People, you have all that now just for being yourself. Do you know, it feels like my life is only actually starting now. Like do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're only 19, like. but you've the world at your feet. You're <laughs> handsome, built like a tank. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so I'll come and I'll come to you by you track this it's coming to you don't worry and you will get more confident You mm. the nerves won't be as evident as the, you know you will just get more confident and these cameras and microphones and stuff they won't mean nothing to you after a while yeah. you know you'll just be able to do your thing and just chat I was a nervous fucking wreck yeah. for the first two podcasts literally like I mm. I, I I was nearly getting sick, you know, the thoughts of even sharing my story, but I knew it was the right thing to do at the time. The feedback you got though was unbelievable. Yeah, it was the feedback it was good. But that's what drives you, that's what yeah. gives you the drive by when people are texting you like like <clears throat> if people text me saying, Oh like I always had a dream of going into the army. Fella text me the other day, I always had a dream of going into the army and I never thought of it possible. After watching the show I now know it's possible I'm gonna chase my dream. That's unreal. Do you know if you had any advice before we finish up? If you had any advice for a young person, male or female, that's in a similar situation than you were in, what would you say to them? I know it's not an easy like, question. No, like no matter what you, no matter what you did, who you were, what you've been through, you can change. Like mm-hmm. right now, like do you know what I mean? There's nothing stopping you. Yeah. Like 
just saying, I'd say, do what makes you happy, like, do you know what I mean? It, mm. it matters a lot, like, do you know what I mean? What makes you happy, like, you, people think it's just about, you know, about money and stuff like that, like, it's just because everyone talks about it, like, you know, just because everyone talks about money, money, everyone thinks that you need money to be happy and stuff, like, you don't, like, do you know what I mean? Money, it's, don't get me wrong, money can be mandatory, but it's not mandatory to be happy, like, do you mm. know what I mean? If everyone was talking about you don't need money, like, do you know what I mean? Then everyone would think you don't need money, like, do you know what I mean? It's just the fact that everyone's talking about it, like. But you know, when you're looking after yourself, Cian, and you're happy, and you're, you know, you're maintaining your recovery, and you're, you know, tipping away, the money and all that follows naturally. <laughs> the house, the, the old all, the car, the job, the money, that'll all fall into place. Mm. You won't even have to do anything. Obviously, you'd have to turn up for work and do your courses or whatever, but you don't need to put any power into all that. That'll all happen for you. And I often think, like, I was, you know, 28 in my 30s now, um, when I got myself together, thinking, I've said to Timmy, like, where would we be today if we were 18 or 19 when we mm. got ourselves together, you know? But you know what? We can't change that. Yeah. But you're 19 now, by and you're getting yourself together. You're, you've fucking a huge future ahead of you. Down the line, if you ever run into difficulty, um, and things might get tough for you down the line as well, like, you know, recovery's not easy. Um you can always call us, you know. We'll be always your friend. Um, our phones are always open, do you know what I mean? And we'd be happy to mentor you, provide guidance or advice or whatever you need. Just give us a shout and you'll always stay a friend of the podcast. And look, we'll touch base with you again in the near future and see how you're getting on and update your fans now because you've a lot of fans. So just before we finish, there, I just want to say one thing there, just going back to what you were saying about being, um, you know, uh, money and things... You know, I would have been very materialistic myself once upon a time when I was fucking destroyed from alcohol and drugs and stuff. Um, and it's something I learned as time went on. You know, you often hear about heaven. You know, for me, growing up and my understanding of heaven was uh, when I die, I'll go to heaven. You know, I thought when I die, I'll go to heaven and oh, it'll be nice. But on this earth... In the last few years, I have reached places of mind that I call heaven, you know, where I've no thought, where it's just peace. I've, I've peace and I've love for myself and I don't need anything else. Nothing else matters. When you master that, but that's, you know, that's, that's the biggest, that's the best success yeah. you can get, man, in you my that, opinion. That's, that's, mean. that's, that's really success, by Yeah. When you wake up happy every day, like, do you know what I mean? I wake up happy every day, grateful. Good. I'm already grateful because I woke up, like, do you know what I mean? That's me. I say positive things to myself every day, like, and I'm I'm happy up, and I just, yeah, but I just can't appreciate enough. Keep those people around you every day as well. Hundred percent, but who you surround yourself is has a big, big impact on who you are. Like it does, like, do you know what I mean? People don't realize that. Like, keep doing what you're doing, Kim. Bye. Thanks very, very much for coming on and sharing your experience. I've loved myself and you. It means a lot. Yeah, it's not a hassle. Look, thanks for coming on. Thanks, Timmy. What was your friend's name? Michael. R.I.P. to Michael. Um, he'd be very proud of you today. Um, I hope Michael's family is doing well. Um, I wish your mother and father the best of luck with everything going forward. And you know what? They've raised a very good young fella. Yeah. They've raised a very good young fella. And they, they can share in all your achievements going forward. You know, so yeah. it's turned out really well for you and your family. So I wish you all the best. And a shout out to the school completion officers, the psychologists, the teachers, the youth workers, and all these other people that work with young people like yourself, you know, because it's well, valuable work. Do you know if you want a penny? I've heard that, Ian. If you want a penny, she just asked me, 
Um, yeah. Now, if you want to finish, he's one as well that support me. Nora, I think uh, I've heard on uh, training there with the ETB soon. Yeah. You know, I think I, I yeah. I've heard of her name with somewhere I've seen her name somewhere. Yeah. Shout out to you anyway if you want. Shout out to Fiona. <laughs> thanks, Fiona. Perhaps she's, she's, she's supported me along the way as well. Her yeah. Nora. Good man, good man. Well, look, thanks yeah. again. Thanks, yeah. Timmy. Thanks, Ron. Thanks, and we see everybody next week. See you later. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.